Welcome to Questions from the Closet. I'm Charlie Bird. And I'm Ben Shalati. Each episode, we discuss a question that we commonly get asked as LGBTQ plus Latter-day Saints. We're not trying to answer this question or come to a consensus, but simply sharing our perspectives. Today's question is, is same-sex attraction a trial? So, Charlie and I are not terribly diverse, and we share many opinions life experiences. For example, we both love pineapples. However, there are some pretty big differences. For example, Ben uses them to signify things. No, that, that is not it. No, <laughs> no, no, that is not it. That was not what we agreed to say. <laughs> no, the, the, the difference. you know, you know. No. The... Uh, the, the 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 real difference is that I'm allergic to pineapples. Yes, and pineapples are used to signify that someone is a swinger, I believe. Oh, I wasn't just I wasn't gonna say it straight out. Okay, I do not use. First of all, <laughs> I am not a. Sw- I couldn't even swing. I don't have a partner. <laughs> um, I am allergic to pineapples. It's true, I and yet not. I love them so much, so I still eat them because it's really not that bad. It just like it itches my throat and makes it close up a little bit. Uh huh. I can deal. I just eat. I just eat a pineapple at the very end. So it's kind of like you know. it's kind of like something that's spicy. Like it hurts a bit. No, like it way. like like it's it like it, it causes a reaction. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. But well, what do you like your pineapple on or in? Oh, I love going to a churrascaria. Uh-huh. The Brazilian. And they got like the like the, the grilled the, pineapple. The grilled pineapple with yeah, the cinnamon. That's very. So that's my favorite pineapple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just like yours on your front porch. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love just like a chunk of pineapple, you know, like a in a fruit tray. So fun, such a fun <laughs> similarity. <laughs> I don't use pineapples to signify anything, um, but uh, I do like pineapple juice quite a bit. Oh my gosh, Ben! What? Let's just move on, please. No, <laughs> did I say something inappropriate? I mean, to. Yeah, let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> we would like to provide a variety of voices and perspectives. So today we're joined by Bryson. Hi. So Bryson, tell us a bit about yourself. I'm, well, I'm Bryson. Um, let's see. I'm a student at the University of Utah. Oh, my I, goodness. How is that? I, I just It's better than Provo. No. <laughs> but I, I'm a mechanical engineering student. I teach seminary at a high school. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know. So are you going to be a mechanical engineer or a seminary teacher? You know, I don't know. Well, we'll see. The thing is, if I wasn't going to do mechanical engineering, I probably wouldn't do it as a degree because yeah. it's not easy. How about this for a business model? You teach seminary and then you fix all the cars from the parking lot. See, the point of being an engineer is you don't have to touch them. You use the computer so your hands are clean. I hate washing my hands. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So okay. when's the last time you washed your hands? Okay, like two minutes oh, ago. Oh my that God. That sounds <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sanitary person, I promise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what kind of a thing? I'm really on one today. So I, I like CAD, like computer design. Um, I don't know where I'm going to go. It'd be cool to work in like planes, trains, or cars. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. And what led you to be a seminary teacher? I... I don't know. When I got home from my mission, I loved teaching so much and just talking and it was something I cared. So someone told me that you can be a seminary teacher if you're not married and you're young. And I was like, really, and I ran for it. And I applied, I like part-time taught and then they like, well, no, you can't do it. So then I did it again. Now they let me do it. Don't you have to wake up so early though? Wow. Hey, I, I, yeah. The amount of mornings I'm up till two during homework and lesson planning and then up at 530. Oh my goodness. Ooh. So how many Plus classes two. do you teach? I teach two. So fun. Cool. So back in the day when I was your age, you could not be single and be a seminary teacher. Yeah. I think it's so, new. I don't it, know how new. It is pretty new, but I think they let you be a seminary, te- seminary teacher for like five years single and then they fire you if you oh. get married. That's like the rule. That's anyway. That's <laughs> a list of strange policies that I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and how do you self-identify? 
I am bisexual. All right. Tell us what that has been for you. So coming to the realization, it's something, I was honestly an adult when I figured it out. There was like a specific day where like a guy came and talked to me and he gave me a butterfly. I was like, oh, like it explained because I grew up, I don't know. I feel like everyone else knew before I did. It was just like something I was very loud about. But it was something I didn't really talk about until my mission. And then when I got on my mission, I had some clashback from like members and companions. And then I kind of like bottled it up. And it wasn't until I got home that I talked about it. And now it's just something that's like a part of my life. It's not even something that like everyone I know or all my friends knows, but it's not something that I'm private about. It's just like a thing that's there. It's kind of like, kind of like organically out. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what happened on your mission? So you- on my mission, it was, I started getting like really close and I never come out and it was kind of like, I was like bottled up and it was like, I just want to talk to people about this. So I talked to some companions and they were great. And then I got a little, I don't know, I wouldn't say too open, but I got more open than I would have had I known people. And I had specifically some companions who I think they were, I don't know how to say this politely, objectified women in a way that when they heard that I was bi, that they thought I was objectifying them and it made them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then after a long conversation with my mission president, he gave me advice that I'm still thinking through and starting through. But it was kind of like, you have a missionary purpose. And it was like, does that fulfill your missionary purpose? And it changed the way that I talked about it. And ways that I, I think there's positives and negatives, but that was kind of my experience as a missionary. Yeah. And how would you have talked about it back then on your mission? Um, like, what do you mean? Like, when you're like, this is what's going on in my life, what would you have said to your companions? Um, it was kind of just like, it came up and I don't know, actually. Would you say like, like I'm bisexual or I'm attracted to men or I experience uh, I would say I'm bi. Like, I would say I'm bi, I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of the term and like explanation I've always used. For me, like same-sex attraction was an explanation, but I never had an issue with saying just like, this is like me. It was always like, I'm bisexual. Like that's the thing, like I'm left-handed. I explained them in the same kind of way. Yeah. Okay, great. So today we have this question that's been submitted multiple times um, from both like LGBTQ people and like families. And it's, is feeling attraction towards the same sex, same gender, a trial? Um, and that's kind of like something that comes up a lot, even in the vernacular we use. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, for me, like I 100% view my rotation as a trial. H- how old are you, Bryson? I'm 23. Okay. When I, when I actually, perfect. When yeah. I, was, when I was your age, when I was, when I was 23, like this was 100% a trial and the church had like just started producing some materials about same sex attraction. And that is how it was described. Like 100%, this is a trial and the words were a trial, temptation and affliction of this life. And so that's just how I viewed it. I was like, well, I said to be good and live through this trial and then I will be okay and it won't be a trial anymore. And I really thought at that time that since it was a trial, if I just like worked hard enough, I could overcome it and overcoming it to me meant becoming straight. Right. And, and I, I would say that that is a very common experience. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of like, that's how we were raised. That's exactly, I'm sure we were reading the same material. We're 10 years apart, but like, that I, I feel like within culture and within any material there is that has been the a theme you know that's the way it's been presented yeah yeah how have you viewed your orientation person i i don't know for me i was never like maybe it's like the different perspective of being bi as opposed to gay but for me it was it wasn't as much of like a trial and that was now something some people explained it to me it was kind of like a thing like a thing that you experience with good 
and bad and like something you have to work through. But I don't know if I was ever had it characterized to me as a trial, but I think the word trial also has like different connotations with it that like maybe people view the word trial differently, if you know what I mean. Uh -huh. Let me explain yeah. that. So I think sometimes we think of trial as like almost like a video game, like here's your video game challenge. You have to overcome it. You have to do a thing. And it's like, here's your test. And then other times I trial can also be like a thing in life. Like trial is I have to get up every morning. It's just something I experienced. It's something you're constantly working. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just something that you end up going through for better or for worse for, you know, I guess more dynamic. Yeah. Ben, uh, it almost reminds me of, of that essay that you shared a couple of weeks ago with the feared, pitied and honored. Mm -hmm. Um, classic, the classic essay. Well, and, and it seems, I, I mean, the trial pulls into the pity side of that for me. Mm -hmm. Like before the fear was coming from this place of like, it's, it's a choice. It, it's a people are, it's a choice. It's a, it's a, um, it's a backwardness mm -hmm. or whatever. But then the pity is coming for, I really believe that it's from this terminology that was used of this is a challenge struggling with same sex attraction. This is a trial, a temptation and affliction, mm -hmm. something to overcome. And that has made society look at LGBTQ people in the church through the lens of, oh, like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I think, I think the way I've experienced it is people have been like, oh, I'm sorry that you experienced this thing that's hard. But I've also seen people look at it like, oh, what a great blessing. But still from that pity lens of like, I had someone tell me like, like very emotionally, like with tears say, Ben, I know that in the pre-earth life, Heavenly Father let you choose what trials you would have. And you chose this trial because you were so good and so valiant. I'm so proud of you. And was that helpful to you to hear? Zero percent. Um, <laughs> but but I knew it came from a really good place. And I said, thank you. That is so kind. Like, thank you for, for sharing that. Like, it wasn't the time to be like, you know what? Like, this is problematic. It, it, like, it wasn't the right time to do that. So I just said, thank you. Like, thank you for seeing me as like someone who is like trying his best. I appreciate that. Um, That's nice of you. Well, I mean, I understand. It's not, it's not always the time to correct people, you know. Um, and so I think from this lens of like pitying people, you know, the a trial is the way that, that we that we look at it. Or a lot of people look at it. Both 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 people who experience same sex attraction and people who are just who don't. Right. Yeah. People who experience opposite opposite sex attraction, or dual <laughs> or dual sex attraction. Dual sex attraction. <laughs> I, I think part of that like desire to characterize as a trial comes from trying to characterize everything in like a not traditional but like small centered gospel sense like all right we have trials and blessings and these things mm -hmm. and I think it leaves out the idea that some things just are, are and that it doesn't not everything has to be like there obviously are difficult things and parts and trials we go through but it not everything has to be so dramatic you know yeah I actually really love that you said that and and it's almost like Viewing it as a trial gives it this bad connotation. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, oh, that's a bad thing. And if we're telling people over and over in the implicit message is this thing about you that maybe just is, is a bad thing, that's really not going to be helpful for self-esteem, for growth, for relationship, for connection, for conviction, for testimony, for conversion. Like, <laughs> I guess it kind of shows where I view this. But I, like, I really believe... Show all your cards, Charlie. <laughs> I'll show all my cards. I just think that like, if if we have this belief set that being gay or same-sex attracted is only a trial, then we are limiting people. Yeah. And, and you know what? That is exactly, like I viewed my orientation as a trial like my whole 20s, Yeah, like all through my 20s. And what that did was every time I thought a guy was attractive, like that was just a reminder that I was failing. 
Yeah. And like any attraction I experienced was like, ah, I fail. I, I have to do better at this trial. Like that's how I felt. And I was like constantly like putting myself down and feeling stress about it because of how I viewed it, uh, viewed it that way. And I'm not saying that's the case for everyone, but well, that is- and that's just a lot of unnecessary stress for something that's a normal human experience. Right. Because like truly like, I, I, I just want to, I guess, reiterate, I've said this before, but having a non-straight orientation is common. Like it's it's seen across cultures, across time frames. There's like statistical evidence that this is a common thing that many people experience. And so just to think about you in that position thinking there's something wrong with me, I'm not good enough mm-hmm. for this thing that just is common, yeah. uh-huh. that's really sad. Yeah, and it was not good for me. Yeah, health, It was not good for my mental health or my self-esteem, for sure. And I think that's something that like coming at it from like, if we're trying to describe it from a gospel perspective shows why that's a bad thing. Cause there's something like a God given principle. If it's true, it's going to be something that builds faith in Christ that even eventually, you know, makes you feel better about yourself. And if you're coming at like, well, here's how we want to explain this, but it makes me feel worse, pulls me away. Then that's probably not, you know, what Christ intended or how he would explain it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fruits of the spirit for sure. Um, you know, I've, Another thing I've said before, I feel like I don't want to just rehash all my old work, but I've done some good work. So, um, Please, Charlie, share it. Dude, remember, I think it was on the on this show, I said, you know, I don't struggle with same-sex attraction. I struggle with other people struggling with same-sex attraction. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how I feel now. Like, I, I feel like almost all of the challenge and trial of being gay is because of the social complexity that adds to my life. It's because people won't listen or don't listen or come with these like preconceived notions about me and are pitying me. And, and I just, I just want to be me. I just want to be able to exist and live and use this as a tool, as a blessing, as something that can make me an instrument in God's hands to love and serve. But that's really hard to do when everybody else is pitying me or making it a big deal when it doesn't have to be that much, you know? Yeah, definitely. I have, can I share like a personal experience? Please, yeah. So one of the things that I think is the reason I characterize my sexuality in the way that I do is not a trial, not a blessing, maybe some of both. I, when I was younger, every few months I would have these like long talks with my dad. We would sit down. He was a therapist. It was kind of therapy, but it also kind of wasn't. But we would talk about everything that was going on. Like, it was just like an info dump. Here's where we're going to process all of our complex emotions. Here's the good. Here's the bad. We talked through mental health stuff. And then one thing that he brought up a lot, maybe it was revelation. Maybe he just had eyes. But he would ask me, like, in these, like, intimate moments, we'd talk. And he's like, Bryson, I'm not saying or implying anything. But along with this other stuff we're talking about, if you're gay and you tell, like, I'd want you to tell me. I won't love you any less. It won't change you anything. It's not a bad thing. And he would bring that up in the context of, the good that was going on in my life, the bad, just all of these things was in the mix of experiences. And he did that a lot. And even though that was like seven years, so that was something that came up maybe once a year, it was, when I eventually came out to him, it was just like, here's a complex emotion that I'm gonna process. Like it was characterized that way. It wasn't like, oh, here's a really bad thing. Like, oh, you did drugs or you're gay. You know, like some people mm-hmm. lump bad things together, but he didn't frame it as a bad thing. He framed it as a complex emotion that we were gonna process together. I love that. That's really beautiful. I like yeah. that a lot. And, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, if, if like 38 year old me, like wouldn't talk to 23 year old me, I was like, Ben, you are gay and it's not a trial. 
I would have been like, get thee hence, Satan. You know, <laughs> like, like I just couldn't, like, I just couldn't have accepted that. And like, for me, like that was part of being in that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, now when people are like Ben being gay is a trial. I'm like, get thee hence, Satan. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually get to say, well, thank you. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I think we kind of need to let people be where they are. And I think that was so nice of your dad to let you be where you, where you were. Uh, Cause one of the questions that was submitted that was kind of in the same vein of this question was, uh, is being gay a blessing and you know someone who's struggling and like doesn't want to be gay and if i was like you know what being gay is a blessing like they people are in a place where they can like receive that or hear that Mm -hmm. yeah i i think that comes back to there was a while where i had this process it was like if i could like snap my fingers and change myself like if i could be straight would i and for a while it was like maybe but then i i'm at a place now where i think if i I wouldn't i wouldn't want to change i'm proud of who i am and I accept it. But I think if I was straight, I wouldn't want to like snap my fingers and be gay. So I think trying to smush it as a blessing or a trial and not a mix of both kind of short sights those perspectives like perspectives, like you're saying. Yeah. I noticed you you said like you kind of view it as being left handed. And when you said that, I was thinking of like my brother's left handed. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he is. Did he choose that trial in the free earth life? <laughs> exactly. Right. It probably makes him a better baller. It does. Like it. it and it. I, I don't know, you just said that and I was thinking about watching him grow up and we're very close and there are challenges and blessings because of that in, in the same boat. So for example, like sometimes using scissors is hard because it's like the wrong yeah. way. Or like if he goes to classrooms and they're all right-handed desks, it's really annoying. Writing in notebooks is awkward sometimes because the spiral's on the wrong side for him and it like smudges ink on his hand as he's writing. And it's not bad to be left-handed it just in a right-handed world makes it more difficult. And I feel like it's the same thing being gay. It's not bad to be gay, but in a straight person's world, it can make things difficult. Sometimes I might proverbially get ink smudged on my hand or it's awkward, like things don't fit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think there's really, there's really a lot of ways. Can, can I keep going? Yeah. Cause I'm having a lot of thoughts and I want to keep going. Yeah. I have a thought too. But... Okay. Pin it please. Okay. Because <laughs> I was just talking to someone last night and this, this mom was like, Hey, like my, my son, came out he's in high school and i'm not sure what that does because we've had these like standardized rules for all our kids that there's nobody of the opposite sex in the bedroom and like and and we're like sleepovers but like now that my son's gay what does that do there's not really clear guidelines like can he go to sleepovers with girls but like also he's gay should he be at sleepovers with guys and i was just like i just wanted to hug this woman because i was like i know like there's so many ways that Life is so simple and standardized for a straight person, but for a gay person, it's like, ah, what do we do here? So I think in that vein, it can be a trial. But then I go back to my brother, who is a fantastic basketball player. And part of that is that most people expect to be guarding someone who's right-handed, but he's left-handed. So he has like this, you know, like these secret tricks that he can do and, and he's so good. And so there's this other area where being left-handed is such a blessing and makes him better. And it just is, you know, it's just his experience. Yeah. yeah. Those are my thoughts. <clears throat> yeah. So I was, I love this analogy of, of your brother being left-handed. Well, not an analogy, but like. It is yeah. a truth. <laughs> and the truth, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but kind of comparing it to, to being LGBTQ. Because I think some people might, like, let's say Sam's frustrated someday. And he's like, oh, being left-handed. Like, it's hard to write in this notebook. And be like, oh, what a trial. So I was like, you know what, Sam? It's such a blessing. You know, and I feel like people could either like try and say, ah, the world is oppressing you. Like what it does. And but it, it's important. It's important to have desks in the classroom for left-handed students. It is. It's important to have, I don't know, 
I guess, notebooks that have the spiral on the opposite side. Who knows? You know what I mean? And and that's what advocacy is. That's why people speak up about this, because there are ways that it's important to accommodate LGBTQ individuals into society so they don't have to be, keep getting their hands smudged and then look dirty. Yeah. Right? So it's important to do that. And at the same time, I love what you're saying, Ben. It's not like, oh, that must be a, such a trial or... No, it's not bad. It's actually a blessing. See, like mm-hmm. you have your hands smudged, but also you are good at basketball. I'm just like, oh, y'all, let's just make changes to accommodate people. Yeah, and live. Yeah, and, and where I was getting at was, I think so. T- so often people are like, well, I have to figure out the right thing to say to this person who's struggling, but we don't have to say anything to them uh, about it. We don't have to have, help them know how to view it. Just like let them view it, and then, like you said, make accommodations. Or yeah, and like ask like. How how much better would it be if my brother goes to the first day of school and they say, hey, are any of you left-handed? And he's like, yeah, I am. And they're like, okay, what accommodations do you need so the next so this year sucks a little less? You know, mm-hmm. that that's yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a nice approach. I I I've had experiences like that. Like I bring it up because I'm left-handed, but it's actually funny. You are you know? too, bisexual yeah. and left-handed. So I'm well, so, but I'm, <laughs> that must be so hard. Double friend. Well, as I'm ambidextrous. I was gonna say, Bryson, shouldn't that's, you be ambidextrous? That, well, that's why it's funny. Is I I always say I'm left-handed because I write with my left hand, but I throw right-handed. I use scissors right-handed, but I like so I'm like I can go both ways. That's why it's it's kind of funny as an analogy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But since I write left-handed, I never learned to write right-handed, so I have to have the left-handed desk. And when I go into a class. And the teacher will usually stand up at the year where I go to school and be like, hey, if you need any accommodations, here's the thing, like left-handed desks. I went to take a final last semester and they had the little right-handed desk. So I took the whole final, twisted over it like this, and it was terrible. But when someone came in, and even though it was a little thing, it was just writing, having that like added, like that early outspoken, like here's how we can like accommodate you in a learning situation, I think applies great to the LGBTQ community of that idea of like speaking out early and not just intentional involvement without singling people out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And actually, societally, didn't being left-handed used to be bad? Yeah. Yes. So, so the word sinister actually comes from the word for left-handed. Really? Yeah. In Latin. What a nice analogy all the way. Do, do you know why? Because um, in times where there were lots of war, anciently, and in the Middle Ages, you would salute with your right hand. You salute with your right hand because then you can't pull out your sword. Okay. That's what you salute with your right hand. Uh-huh. But if you're left-handed and you salute with your right hand, you can still use your sword with your left hand. So they're sinister. So there's a danger there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So historically, people who were left-handed were seen as deviants because they could, <laughs> they were more dangerous. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sounds like the gays. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My grandma, actually, when she was little, she tells the stories. Her teacher would tie her left hand behind her back because she was left-handed and wanted to write with it. And they were like literally tight and they're like don't talk about it well it's conversion therapy yeah mm-hmm. and it didn't work no it doesn't she just has bad handwriting oh no oh, oh my god guys this is a really good analogy this is a very good analogy this is very nice yeah you know as we're talking you know i realized that in the past it was unhelpful for me personally to see as a trial um and also having people view view my orientation for me also as a trial was also very unhelpful for me i had a friend like a very good friend once say to me you know, this is when I was like really struggling. And she said, you know, Ben, your life is so easy. If you didn't have this, you wouldn't have any trials and life, life would be too easy for you. So God had to give you this. I'm like, what? <laughs> but I probably said, thank you for caring. <laughs> <laughs> like I did not want to get into sin yet. Yeah. Um, so, so Bryce, what I'm hearing you say is for you, a healthy way to view this is not like a trial or a blessing, but just like, this is a reality. 
yeah, a reality that has things that make it easy and things that make it hard, but it's something that ignoring would cause difficulty, but acknowledging and working with creates a place where I can be safe. Yeah, this is my round of applause for that. Very nice, Charlie. That's awesome. So is same-sex attraction a trial? I mean, yes, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I kind of know. And I want to give people like the space to see their life the way that works for them. But for me, 0% is it a trial. Yeah. 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 It is not the orientation that's the trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Bryson, thank you so much for coming on for this conversation that went in a bunch of different directions. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today. If you have enjoyed this or other episodes, please consider leaving a review, following us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Questions from the Closet, or sharing this podcast with someone you love. And as always, please remember that we do not represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Brigham Young University. We're not trying to be prescriptive or tell anyone what to think or what to do. You heard three perspectives, and there are many, many more. We encourage you to listen to other voices and hear a wide variety of experiences. If you would like to submit a question or share a comment about today's episode, you can email us at questionsfromthecloset at gmail.com. Until Until next time. time.